Imagine being present, calm, and connected while creating a family environment where everyone can thrive. Welcome to the I Am Mom Parenting Podcast, providing inspiration and actionable steps to manifest the meaningful and magical life you desire for you and your family. We are your hosts, Dimple Aurora, founder of Mindful Evolution and Shaista Fateli, founder of Thrive Kids. Thank you for sharing the I Am Mom journey with us. Let's get started. Hi, thank you for joining us again today. We're going to dive into life coaching and how it can benefit your child. We're going to discuss what it is, why it's important, and we're going to leave you with some tips on how you can show up as a coach in your parenting. So life coaching for kids, isn't that just a huge topic and just so beneficial? And I'll tell you something, Dimple. So Whenever I'm working with clients who are kids, the first thing that I hear is, I wish that I had learned this when I was a child, or I am going to use these skills that you are teaching my child because they are so beneficial. And there's lots of reasons why they're so beneficial for adults, but for kids, kids' brains are just so malleable up until... 20 years old. There's so much information. They are like sponges soaking up what they see, what they hear. And this in turn is developing into their internal dialogue, their belief systems, how they see themselves and how they see the world. It's amazing, isn't it? It's such a new concept, although it's been around for a while. But giving our kids the tools to face the ups and downs of childhood and of teenage life. And even as into adulthood, it is so helpful for them. And we often say, you know, why didn't we learn this stuff as a, as a child? It's true. Parents do say that. And all of this work that we do as adults in the personal development world, in the self growth world, that is what we want to pass on to our kids at a young age so that they can thrive and be resilient and know how to handle their emotions from a young age. Yeah, exactly. And challenges, challenges are a part of life, right? Adversity is going to occur. And the fact that children will be able to to know and to learn that they do have control over the choices that they make, they have the power to choose, is going to make a world of a difference. And I'm not saying that it's going to eradicate challenges. And that's not what we think is going to be beneficial. We need challenges in order to to develop ourselves and in order to make mistakes, because that is how we grow. Exactly, teaching our kids that they have choices And they can be empowered no matter what their circumstances are. And teaching them to have a mentality that prevents them from acting and behaving from the place of being a victim is really important. And that is one of the skills that we learn as adults too, right? Is to learn how to navigate life without a victim mentality and learn how to empower ourselves when we need to. 
And there's a lot of research on this. There's been studies conducted that show rather than academic performance or discipline, that a positive social and emotional upbringing leads to greater outcomes later on in life. So so skills like sharing in kindergarten or the ability to play and interact with others in an intentional way, Mm -hmm. right? This can provide better outcomes for kids and reduce outcomes such as mental illness maybe later on in life or um, help them to achieve a higher income later on in life. And what's really important here is that the soft skills of a child, they are more predicative than things like, you know, how well off a family is or how much education a child has. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think this mental strength that you're talking about, and it relates, a lot of it is related to this concept of grit, right? And Mm -hmm. which is another soft skill. And when children are able to organically get to the point where they're able to use this skill of mental strength they will be able to overcome challenges and get to a point where they are going to be able to reach their true potential and their goals, right? I mean, when you think about it, if you can, if you are the top reader in your class or the top mathematician, and when you're older and you need to go and go for job interviews and you're not sure how to communicate or read social skills or to understand your own intuitive self, that is not going to, the the educational outcomes is not going to get you as far as the soft skills that are going to guide you in that situation. Absolutely. And, And life coaches, they will take a problematic behavior that is current for the child and work to modify it so that the child can become self-regulating, right? And that's the most important skill I find with life coaching is helping people to make positive changes in their lives, whether it's a child or an adult, and be able to focus on taking an action to get a specific result. Mm -hmm. And this action is in the present state. And this action is in the present state, which will affect positively the future state. So when we are working with, when life coaches are working with children or with adults, like you said, we may look at the past as clues or an indication of where the child or adult is, but we won't let that be a guide as to where they are in the present or the future. It's about enabling children, parents, adults to have and use these skills, these soft skills that we talked about in terms of communication, in terms of self-esteem, overcoming adversity and increasing mental strength to get to a point where they will be successful in their own choices, in their own ability level and their own goals that they set out for themselves. Yes. And you know what, that, that brings me to the point of it makes 
children more responsible and accountable for their actions because they realize that their own actions and choices have consequences and create the consequences of what's showing up in their life. So some of the, if we look at some of the skills that kids could learn through life coaching, one of them may be how to make good decisions. Mm -hmm. And so right there, the child realizes that the decision that they made has a direct consequence or having a child learn how to shift their thoughts from a more negative uh, perspective to a more positive perspective. And it's not about teaching positive thinking. It's about teaching kids how their brain works, how they can influence their emotions by changing their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I think that is such a key, noticing their emotions. And oftentimes with with the younger kids and then younger as in even two years old, they are not aware of their emotions or even have that label. So even starting at the place where they can understand their emotions and have this emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. will enable them in the future to recognize these feelings, put a label on it, And then in turn, make the choices that are good for themselves and the outcomes that they want. And it's important to teach kids from a young age, and no matter what age, that all emotions are okay. So when Mm -hmm. kids have the tools and strategies to deal with their emotions, then they are way more self-compassionate with themselves. They understand how to shift from frustration to uh, maybe seeing it as a seeing something as a challenge or being able to shift their anger from being angry to, uh, you know, seeing maybe a different perspective in the situation or, or seeing what they can control in the situation and what they can't control in the situation. So, you Mm -hmm. know, emotions like that are common, right. For, for young kids, even teenagers, like anxiety, frustration, anger, being scared. So understanding that all of these emotions are okay and that there's no bad or good emotion. And so just if they have the tools to shift their emotions, they will get much better results um, in terms of how they feel, first of all, and then in terms of how they behave at home, at school, and how they interact with others in the world. Mm -hmm. And some really good ways in which parents can show up as life coaches. And I'll give you a real concrete life example. One, I think it was maybe a few days ago, I was at a playgroup and there's this little girl who is one years old and her mom stepped away for a little bit and the girl was looking around, right? And she was quite anxious because she didn't know where her mommy was. So her mom comes back and says, don't cry, no crying. So her mom is clearly operating from a point and a place of how 
she was brought up, right? That it's okay. Look, nothing's wrong. Everything is fine. I'm here. But if she were operating in a place where she was able to offer comfort to the child and to even as young as one years old label her emotion you were feeling scared that mommy was gone mommy is here now you are safe that is a very practical way of building up this emotional regulation so the next time that happens the baby the one well i guess toddler will would be able to of course, not put the words to it, but have that as a belief system that, you know, things will get better if I don't see mommy. And that will in turn set up the future when this child is older. It sets the circumstance in the cells of the children when we're able to do this at such a young age. You know, it's amazing that you gave that example because I actually thought about the other day I work with some adults who tell me that they were taught to swallow their tears. They weren't Uh allowed to cry. So even as adults, they say that it's affected their ability to cope with their emotions. They feel stifled. They feel like they don't have a voice or they can't be heard whenever they have an emotion that is to them at this point still unwarranted right? So it can have a lot of long-term effects and just such a simple, uh, simple tool of validating your child's emotions in that moment Mm -hmm. is, is so helpful. And that is an exact uh, coaching strategy right there. Yeah, exactly. And I think that labeling is just so effective. That reminds me of another story that I heard on, um, uh, on a different podcast, actually, where this it was a similar situation in which a boy was left in the car and he was a, a toddler. And years later, he, this this boy, when he was in a relationship, was very smothering with his girlfriend. And when he was able to go into a place where he was able to understand why he was like this, he referred back to this quote-unquote traumatic experience and trauma is affected and represented in so many ways. And this was an experience that affected him in his adult life. Mm -hmm. So if when we are able to put these tools in place for our kids and just do these very simple effective techniques, we will help alleviate these circumstances or experiences that they may have in the future. Yes, definitely. And you know what it does for a child? It it actually prevents them from having self-esteem that goes up and down based on external factors. So whenever you're validating your child's emotion, you're actually validating their self-esteem, letting them know that they are okay just the way they are. And what happens is I find with tweens and teens is by the time they are older, their self-esteem sometimes is a little bit, is lower, is lower. And they're basing their self-esteem on external factors such as their achievement or what they're being praised for, their grades. And the self-esteem is not coming from a place of internal validation. 
Mm -hmm, Exactly. And when these kids are coached by parents and life coaches or mentors and teachers, though that is a skill that's taught as well. It's a direct Mm -hmm. skill that is taught. And we are conditioned as human beings to look at external factors and Mm -hmm. to have achievement factors and whatever age you are, you are going to be looking at that, whether it's likes on Instagram, whether it is being the best athlete or getting top marks at school. Those are all achievement factors that can affect your self-esteem and competence level. Mm -hmm. And when you are taught, and it is a skill that needs to be taught, Mm-hmm. To look at yourself and enable strategies to help you be okay with where you are, knowing that you don't have to be the best at everything or anything, and that you have a particular blueprint and you are able to strive in your own area that you feel will bring you the most joy. It takes a lot of work to get there. And that's what life coaches for kids do. They enable kids to get to that point. Yes, that is so beautiful. And, you know, life coaches can also help kids map out their goals and dreams and teach scientifically proven techniques that do increase probability of achievement, Right. And of achieving what you're set out to what you've set out to do. And that is a it's definitely a, a natural part of life. And of course, we all want to achieve our goals and dreams. Mm-hmm. Right. And but we want to do it in a way that where it's not just about the destination, where the journey is also enjoyable, manageable, where a child can be resilient on the journey and still be happy on the journey. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Which really reminds me of a preschool child when they see a painting, let's say from a, from a, um, a book, an illustration that they really like, and they really want to paint that picture. They will go and they'll get their paper and they'll get their paintbrushes and they'll go through this process and they are thoroughly enjoying themselves. And even if at the end, it looks nothing like the illustration that they wanted to create, they're feeling so much joy and achievement and success because they did go on this process. And with that, with older kids, you're able to even look at that and say, for example, what you could do next to get to the next stage in that, if that is another goal that they had set from themselves. But it comes from a place of joy. It comes from a place of want. And it comes from a place of wanting to show and serve this with for others. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I always tell parents to, to do rituals and practices at home that are going to increase your child's well-being at home. So one of the the practices that, and I know coaches all teach this, most of them, is teaching a child 
or even an adult, if you're re- receiving life coaching as an adult on how to breathe properly. Oh, this it's is so, yeah, yeah. It's so huge. And mm-hmm. I did not really learn how to breathe properly until I was in my thirties, I would say. And not knowing how to breathe properly contributes to a lot of the anxiety that these young kids are feeling. And another practice that I find so beneficial that parents can do at home is a gratitude practice. Mm. So daily, maybe listing three to five things that each member of the family is grateful for and and writing it down. Mm-hmm. It's been scientifically proven to increase happiness. Yeah. And one, there's a couple ways that I've done this with families that I've worked with, with younger kids. One way is, and I actually do this at home myself, is to have a gratitude jar. And so what we do is we, um, well, I got my daughter to create this jar based on a, just a mason jar. And she was able to decorate it any way that she wanted. And there's sticky notes right next to it. And every night we uh, write down something that we're grateful for. And at the end of the week, we pull them out or we pull them out as needed. Another really quick way of doing it is to establish this either when you wait, well, well, most typically it would be either at dinner time or at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. And it's called uh, two thorns and a rose. So the two thorns look at something that happened today that may not have made you feel very good. And you're just acknowledging that that happened and you're not putting any emotion to it. You're just acknowledging it. And it could be something really small to the parent, but could be really big to the child. Like I didn't get a turn on the swing, for example. And then you add in the rose and the rose is what you are grateful for today. So all of a sudden you're changing the brain chemistry right? You're looking at something that happened that didn't make you feel really good, but you're looking at it also in terms of gratitude and changing that, um, those pathways in your, in, in their brains so that they're able to look at a situation differently in a way that is meaningful for them. That is such a great tip. And using a gratitude journal is also a very easy way to practice that as Mm -hmm. well. So I find that children really, they really enjoy that practice as well. They really enjoy. And I think when you're working with, particularly with uh, the tweens and the teen group, they want to put thoughts down Mm -hmm. and they want to keep things private for themselves. And having a gratitude journal is a great way to do it because it's theirs. It's their place where they don't necessarily have to share it with anyone if they do not want to. But it's a practice that they can have and establish and have as a routine and habit. Yeah. And it's a fun practice for sure. We do it every night in our home too. Yeah, it definitely is. And I, I like how you said the word practice, because that is exactly what it is. The more that you do it, it becomes a habit and it will become engraved and ingrained and, and a practice or daily ritual even that occurs in everyone in, in lives, right? In the day-to-day lives. 
And that's what life coaching is all about for kids is giving them tools, strategies, techniques to navigate the ups and downs of life and put habits and practices in place that will lead them to a more joyful life. I think that's fantastic. And it is really proven to be beneficial. And we've seen it as been being very beneficial with the kids that we've worked with as well, or with kids that have worked with other life coaches. Yes. So thank you for joining us today. We hope that this information has been useful for you and that you can apply some of these practices to your children and for your family and to really see your parenting as an opportunity to show up as a coach. Thank you so much for joining us. Let us know if you do put these practices into place and we will see you soon. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the I Am Mom Parenting Journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and head on over to iTunes to leave us a review. We invite you to check out the show notes for this episode and click on the link to join our free Facebook community to stay connected and continue the conversation with other like-minded moms. Until next time, stay inspired, take action, and create magic.